You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to a brand new series in the Faith Roots podcast. And we're talking about guidance and how we can be led by the Holy Spirit. I'm calling this, based upon a scripture in Proverbs 20, 27, the lamp of the Lord. I want to read the Jerusalem translation. It says, man's spirit is the lamp of Yahweh, searching his deepest self. And as we get into this, I want to encourage you to do something. Contact somebody. Let somebody know about this series. Show it to them. And here's why. There are so many people who need guidance from the Holy Spirit. And this 20-lesson series is going to be all about how the Holy Spirit leads. And I'm going to explain this in such a way that anybody can get it. So I, I hope you'll help me by spreading the word and getting out the idea that you can be led by the Holy Spirit. The recreation of the human spirit. In our last series, we talked about this. That was really the whole point of that last series, that our human spirits have been recreated. 2 Corinthians 5.17, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. We have been made brand new people, recreated, the Scripture says. In the Old Testament, believers were not recreated. They did not have the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. Uh, The Holy Spirit anointed prophets and priests and kings. He came on them. But the average person did not have the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. So this prophecy that I'm about to read from the book of Matthew, this is early, early, see, and it's the beginning of the gospel message. It's from John the Baptist, and it's a revolutionary idea. Now, you know, when we read the Bible, we read back through it. We, we assume that all of the people in an older part of the Bible understood everything that was going to happen in the newer part of the Bible. And that's not so. And so John the Baptist is laying out a prophecy here that had to be shocking to a lot of people. And I want to read it. It's found in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. That's not shocking to us because we know how it was all fulfilled. But to the people who heard him, it was a radical idea. John said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. You know, that's as far as a lot of people go today. They believe that the only thing that really happens when we come to Christ is that we experience repentance. And repentance is very important, but it is not the end of our journey. Listen to what John said. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I. So John, as a man anointed by the Holy Spirit, could bring people to a place of repentance, but he couldn't do this next thing. He said, this person coming after me whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He is saying that the 
presence of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit to cleanse. And that's the reason that fire is given here, because fire was a cleansing agent. And so he is saying that the Holy Spirit is going to come into our being. He's going to burn up some things that don't need to be there. He burns up the old man. The old man is taken away. That's what John is saying. So repentance of sins was as far as John could take you. But he prophesied that the Messiah would come along after him and baptize his followers in the Holy Spirit, a cleansing fire. This cleansing work then opened up the door for the Holy Spirit to dwell in us. Now this is important to understand. If you and I kept the sin nature and still had sin in our spirits, we would not be able to have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside us. Uh, this is very, very important to understand that God is not going to send His Spirit to live in a heart where sin coexists. He is going to cleanse that spirit of sin so that He can put His Holy Spirit there. And that's what happens to us. We are cleansed so the Spirit can come and dwell in us. Romans eight sixteen, New King James Version said this, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And so this is how the Holy Spirit begins. When He comes in us, He lets us know you are now a child of God. He bears witness with our spirit. Bearing witness is a response. If you go to a church where people say amen or they're accustomed to talking back to a preacher, uh, sometimes even the preacher will ask this question, can I get a witness? What's he asking for? He's asking for a corroboration. He's asking for someone to say, yes, I second that motion. If this was in a place where we were following Robert's rules of order, it would be the second. I second that motion. Well, that's what the Holy Spirit's doing. He's saying, I second that idea. And so the Scripture tells us when He does this. And I want to read to you from the book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Now listen, the being saved is supernatural. You have to do something first. You can't just save yourself. You don't save yourself. The you shall be saved or you will be saved, that is a supernatural work of God. But it isn't done until you first confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead. All right, now listen to the next verse. With the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. When does He do this? He does it when we make that statement. This statement of faith, Jesus is my Lord, and I believe in my heart that God has raised Him from the dead. That statement makes for a complete recreation of the human spirit. It is a statement of faith. The statement is what we say with the mouth, and the faith is what we have in our heart. Now, every single human being is going to make this statement, but 
Some people will make it way too late. And I want to read to you from the book of Philippians chapter 2, beginning in verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. The Greek here says he emptied himself. He poured out all the godlike power when he came to the womb of Mary. He did not bring with him the power of Son of God. He didn't do that. He had the identity as the Son of God, but he did not bring the power. The power was given to him later when he was baptized in the River Jordan and the Holy Spirit came on him. Now the Bible says he made himself of no reputation. He took upon him the form of a bond servant. So if if he carries with him all of the power as son of God, then he really isn't a bond servant. He had to let that go and lay that down. He came in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven, of those on earth, and of those under the earth. That means people who've already died and gone into the heart of the earth. All of them will have to confess. And every tongue would confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, when you make this confession of faith in this life, it changes you. It recreates your spirit and it causes you to be a child of God. And at that moment, the Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit. You are the child of God. Now, if you die without making that confession and later at the judgment, you are forced to bow your knee and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, there will not be a change in your spirit at that point. This is your time. That's why the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. A lot of people think, well, I'll have a chance later on. I wouldn't chance that. I think it's important to make Christ your Lord as soon as you possibly can. And when you do surrender to Him and let Him become your Lord, be sure that you say, and you say repeatedly, Jesus Christ is my Lord. Now, I didn't get that kind of instruction. I was told that I needed to pray a prayer, that I needed to confess my sins, ask God to forgive me, and Jesus would come into my heart. I did that. But I did not boldly say, I was not given instruction to say this, they didn't tell me, say this, Jesus is my Lord. I did not do that. The reason that in the first few days and weeks of my walk with Christ, I did not feel the presence of God and I did not feel like I had been forgiven is because I did not confess boldly what the Bible says. And as a result, the Holy Spirit had nothing to bear witness to. Now, I was saved. But the witness of the Spirit follows the statement of faith. And the more bold you are in confessing, the more of a witness you will sense. And so that's why it's so very important for people to say it over and again. Jesus is my Lord. I believe in my heart that God has raised Him from the dead. In fact, hundreds of years ago, someone said... 
Christianity is the great confession, and that's really what it is. It is a profession of faith. Think about this. You and I are saved because of a statement, a cardinal statement that we make. The transaction to receive eternal life is done through believing in the heart and confessing with the mouth. Now i got to tell you, there's a lot of people who don't believe in the importance of saying something with your mouth, but it's huge. God has demanded that we express a statement of faith, and it is through that statement of faith and the corresponding believing in the heart that the Holy Spirit steps in and says, I witness that. In other words, he comes in and he adds his agreement to that. So the Holy Spirit has been given to us to help us in our walk with God and to make us the children of God. Well, that's all the time I've got for today, but we're going to pick up on this tomorrow. So don't dare miss it, and I'll see you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.